Happy late Father's Day. Hope all the fathers out there's beards were looking good. If they weren't, check out madvikingbeard.com. Next year, improve. Welcome to the Horde and Beard On. Welcome back to another episode of Spouse Holes. I'm here with Eric. What's up? Nothing much. How you doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> I had to think about it. It's been a long weekend again, so I'm like, my brain's not all here. Um, I'm doing good. <laughs> that is good to hear. You're looking good. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> you feeling good? Feeling pretty good. Feeling like, you know, Father's Day just came and went. And, you know, it was my first Father's Day with both the girls. And it was just nice to have a relaxing weekend where we got to enjoy some family time. And I don't know, you ate really good, smoked up a feast brisket turned out really good did some burnt ends on the brisket yeah got some tips yeah i ran into a guy at uh the store and he was a smoker before the internet really was around and so when the internet came out he partnered up with a guy and they formed one of the biggest meat smoking forums online it's kind of cool that you run into somebody and just kind of started talking right yeah i spent like two hours in the grocery store in a trip that only should have taken 20 minutes. <laughs> That's cool, though. It's always nice to run into people and just kind of make those connections with people and see Form what they're passionate about. And yeah, it's really awesome. He so was a cool guy. What, what uh, was your favorite part of the weekend? Favorite part? Let's, 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 let's. I mean, it was Father's think. Day. So I mean, it was Father's Day. Uh, I got a pretty cool rocking chair. You did. That was made for fat people. <laughs> 375 pound weight capacity. I don't think that my family ever thought they'd have to shop for like bigger, taller people because we're all so short. And so my mom was, is always, you know, my parents are always so worried about what to get you because they don't know. Well, I mean, when they've been out in public with myself or some of my family and furniture and stuff has broken you know they, they get a first-hand experience on why it sometimes sucks to be a big boned yeah <laughs> yeah we all never have that problem we always buy stuff that looks nice or is the prettiest or whatever so um yeah let's get into some holes okay you want to go first i would love to go first my hole comes to us via cow like an animal? Like the animal. Moo. <laughs> okay. Uh, so a cow came and delivered it via cow. Is that what that means? No, via the cow is the hole. Oh, okay. <laughs> so a farmer has a tough job as it is, cleaning up after animals, you know, their right. poo and stuff. Oh. <laughs> well, this farmer's cleaning up after some of these cows, and one cow, you kind of see it, uh, start to walk away, but as it walks away, it kind of lifts its tail. And the farmer knew what was coming, so as he turns his head, <laughs> the cow projectile diarrhea on the farmer. <laughs> like, I guess it's like it was like on like shot like a super soaker oh my God. out of the horse's <laughs> ass. And the cow's all, the cow's ass. <laughs> the cow's ass. I mean, you said it was a relaxing weekend, but I'm sorry. I feel like it was a draining weekend. Yes, it was a very busy weekend, and I am exhausted. But at the same time, it was just nice. Oh, okay. But I am drained. I am running on E. 
But yeah, so this cow just super soaks this oh farmer. Gosh. And it was caught on video. And so oh it's pretty funny. That's but at the fun. same time, that cow was a hole out of its hole. Oh my God. That's probably the worst now that like everyone and their dog has bones and has accounts and has like everything out there. So there's nothing that you can hide anymore. <laughs> I just know that watching it from my point of view, I'd that'd be my next steak I'd eat. Oh no. <laughs> Poor cow. How about yourself? What, uh, lovely hole are you bringing to the table all right so my hole has to do with a, a dad actually um so this five-year-old is going to school to his little preschool and the teacher finds drugs in his pockets Ooh. yeah they found um like little bags of crack cocaine in crack his pockets cocaine. crack cocaine in his pockets and obviously when they found it they called cops um they interviewed the little boy and they asked him you know who who gave him the drugs or who gave him you know put him in his pocket and he told them that his dad put it in his pockets and told him not to take it out of his pockets for any reason so they don't think any other kids were exposed to it or anything but he is a hole to me because how could you ever do that to a child and expect them to like be like, what if he did eat it or, you know, take it out or whatever? Like, I just, it just kills me. There's like no excuse really. Like when it comes to your kids, they yeah. are your pride and joy and to expose them to something that could kill. Oh, for sure. It could kill them. That's just your. Well, it's like, you, that's where you know where their priorities are at. And to me, it's like those kind of people should not be having kids. Yeah, like, exactly. They, and I'm sure the state stepped in and. It'll be a little bit before he, he's back with him. But it's just sad because a kid... Doesn't deserve it. No, and he... I mean, like, kids will always love their parents, you know, no matter how bad they are. They'll always, you know, want to be with them, especially when they're that little. I feel like maybe not, but when they're that small, you know, they, that's all they know is, is their parents. And so it just kills me. I'm just, like, a baby when it comes to kids, so... <laughs> It makes you a good person. Well, that's good. <laughs> All right, should we get into our topic? Let's get into our topics. Since it was Father's Day this weekend, should we talk about our daddy issues? Um, sure. sure. And how our fathers might have influenced our lives and our, <laughs> our upbringing, if you will. I know for me, my father and I, when I was younger in my early teens till 17, 18, uh, definitely had our ups and downs. There was times where we were close and times where we were kind of distant. Uh, one example that I can remember is he always supported me in sports. He would be at every game, every practice, willing to help me on the side. And my main sport was basketball. And I remember one time in particular. He lowered your, your hoop, didn't he? He no. lowered your hoop so you can dunk. <laughs> He's a no, great supporter. He made sure that I had a basketball hoop in my front yard that I could then lower. Oh, okay. To dunk. <laughs> he always made sure that I had the equipment needed <laughs> to be a superstar. That's good. But in this instance, I can remember being in high school and we had this big basketball tournament, and there was multiple tournaments going on that weekend at mm -hmm. different schools. And sometimes I suffer with a little bit of a stare at the wall syndrome, if you will. You're telling everyone that you have ADD? Yeah, basically the form <laughs> of it. I don't know exactly. I never got diagnosed officially. But uh, 
So the coach is telling us about the tournament and I come home and tell my dad, Hey, there's tournament this weekend. It's at this school. And he said, okay, I'll be there. And yeah, uh, was at a different school and the school I told him there was a tournament, just our team didn't play there. So I sent my dad to the wrong school and rather than come home and like be mad at me or, you know, the reaction you could expect to see from a dad who's been sent to a different school and missed his son's game because of it. Uh, he comes home and he was just like, you're staring at the wall again, weren't you? <laughs> and we just kind of laughed it off and moved on with life. You know, it wasn't a big drawback, but then there was other times that we didn't really get along and we fought a lot. And looking back at it now from the perspective of a air quote, more, uh, mature perspective now that I'm, you know, 30 and a dad, uh, he was in the right and I was in the wrong. <laughs> yeah. But I think it opens your eyes for sure. When you are older or when you have kids, then you start thinking like, if my kid did this, yeah, I guess I see how that reaction is justified. Oh, for sure. I can remember times where he would, you know, take away something of mine that without saying too much and getting my parents to make fun of me some more, but, uh, take something away that I might've been paying for with a job <laughs> that, uh, you know, I was working for. So in my opinion at the time, they didn't have the right to take away. And then they took it away and I got really mad, you know, looking back at it now, it's just like, well, they're still my parents and I wasn't behaving correctly as a minor. <laughs> And they were just trying to correct my behavior, and it worked. It just sucked at the time. That's all I'm going to say about it. They know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but our listeners don't. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cell phone. That's it. I paid for it. Paid for the plan month to month. Like a man. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> but, no, my dad, he always would, you know, he would always be there if I needed him. And there was times that... I don't know. He showed me what it was like to be responsible and what it was like to be a real man, not, you know, a dad that would send his kid to school with Coke in his pocket. Oh my know. gosh. That's good. Yeah. You That's know, good. Showed me how to work hard and he would always make sure that, you know, I knew how to work, but I also knew the rewards of working. He would always, if we had a big chore to do or a big task to do as a family, He'd make sure, you know, we got a good dinner out of it or we'd make it fun. It wasn't just working to work. It was working with a purpose. And I think sometimes that's nicer than just go out there and do this now. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of grew up with a different, I mean, we were going to eat no matter what. And it was just expected of us to just do our chores or do our stuff. So that's like for me, it's like when I hear people like, oh yeah, my allowance, or they get mad that their allowance wasn't so much or whatever. I'm like, you just do it because that's what you're supposed to do. Like, you live there. Take out the freaking trash. It's your trash too. Like, you live there. Mow the lawn. Like, that's just how we grew up. And so for me, it's just kind of silly. But <laughs> but anyway, so my dad, um, growing up, 
I mean, I think everyone has their ups and downs with their parents and their personalities with their parents. You know, I think I'm really hard-headed. And when I was younger, I was even a bigger brat. I feel like I've toned down quite a bit. Oh, you're a poor dad. Yeah. And he's he had five girls and a boy. So <laughs> a lot of girls. And so, I, you know, my dad always wanted um, a big family. And he always wanted 12 kids, and he only got half, and he wanted boys, and he got all girls and one boy. I should say one boy and all girls. But um, he always taught, well, for me, what I always took away, you know, we, well, as I got older, I was able to have more, like, I felt like more adult conversations with him. Um, but he always taught me, you know, put yourself in the other person's shoes but he also told me not everyone's going to think that way. Not everyone's going to do that for you. And you just have to know how to handle the situation in the best way. Um, you know, and he's, he always taught me that I don't, this kind of sounds bad. I do love you, but he always taught me that I don't need a man. Um, you know, physical labor, he would have me out in the yard doing yard work with him. I love yard work and not because I'm brown, but because it plays into it. <laughs> But because it was always something fun, like, you know, the music would be on. He would show us how to do stuff. Um, it would just be fun. Like, same with cleaning. I, I enjoy cleaning because he always, you know, taught us how to do it in a way that it wasn't going to be always like a drag. Like, you know, Saturdays, I remember Sundays, him, I would wake up to him singing to my mom or just singing in general. And, you know, then I knew the whole day was going to be music and cleaning. And to me, that was awesome. Like, that's, you know, how... I grew up to always work hard. My parents worked hard. My dad worked multiple jobs growing up. Like when I was growing up, we didn't have any, like much. We didn't have anything. But my dad always taught us you work hard and you get what you want. That's why for me, like moving into homes was a big deal for like a newer home for me. And I think it's kind of like weird for people to think. But for me, it's because you worked so hard that you deserve what you want. And if you want that, then you go get it. And so working I feel like I had a really good work ethic as far as you know moving up in the company I felt like I was able to do that when I was working but I also worked my ass off and he had a big part as far as you know like you focus you concentrate um, communication I know he's always working on how to communicate better but he taught us how to communicate and with him with how he taught us how to communicate, I think I do have a lot of pet peeves. One of them is being like when I talk to people, I have to, I don't mean you kind of, you make fun of me, but like I have to have that person's attention and I show that person by like having my eye contact and showing interest and when people aren't doing that. Like staring at a wall? Like staring at a wall, it frustrates me. It's so hard for me, but it's like I always am trying to like, okay, I have to remember like not everyone is like that. Not everyone is raised the way that, you know, we were all raised differently and different things are pushed harder on different people. But I feel like that's helped me with growing up. Like my dad's really helped me with, you know, communication and how to communicate. And so for me and him now, I feel like we have a really good relationship. Like I can go up to him and tell him like, you know, Hey, I need to talk to you. Like, this is serious. We need to, you know, just listen first and then give me the advice after. And, you know, obviously when you were younger, I don't think it was really like that, but now it is. And I don't know. I feel like he's always been very spiritual too. And you know me, I'm always like a, I believe in energies, I believe in auras, I believe in all of that. And I just feel like he's always been kind of more in tune to certain things. And so, I don't know, I guess I just, the way that we grew up was just 
he was just didn't care if you're a guy or a girl like you should have that strong worth work ethic and you know if you're a girl you could still do the physical stuff it might you might have to find different ways but you can get it done I mean come on I was so proud of myself I put up shelves the other day <laughs> and I was like I don't need no man because <laughs> your man ain't hanging shelves <laughs> yeah right uh, so would you say that your relationship with your dad now is better or worse than when you were growing up? I think it's better. Better? Yeah, I definitely think it's better. I think um, using those, you know, conversation tips that he would give us or, you know, like, you need know, to pay attention and listen to what they're saying. Don't just try to think of the answer before. Um those kind of things help me with communicating with him because I feel like a lot of it is kind of like what he's expecting out of a conversation. And so if he's teaching me, it's because that's his expectations when he has that conversation with people. So for me, it's just been easier to close old wounds by talking to him and, you know, having the heart to heart with him and not going at it as like a bitchy. I'm trying to hurt your feelings. You hurt me when I was a kid by saying this or that. It's more of like, you know, I just want to close this, you know, we're, we're good now. That's in the past type thing, you know. So I feel like our relationship's a lot better now. I don't know if he would say that, but <laughs> what, is yours better or worse? Oh, I'd say my relationship with my dad right now is as good as it's ever been. I feel like I can go to him with issues that are father and son, but I can also go to him as, you know, friend and... I don't know. He's like, he's like my dad, but at the same time now he's friend as well. So I've, I can't even remember the last time I really called him dad. I know. I don't think I've ever heard you call him dad. Uh, but I call him, you know, Jimbo or, right. uh, mostly Jimbo, big guy. What else do I call him? Daddy O. I do say daddy O. Yeah. I think it's weird. I, th- well, at first I thought it was weird that you would call him by his first name. Because we don't, my dad wanted us to when we were younger, but it never stuck. And I've always called my dad, you know, Papa or Yeah. Pa. I heard one time that when you can refer to, I could never do it with my mom. I would never say my mom, call my mom by the first name. It's always been mom. But I once heard that when you get to a first name basis with someone like, or with your parent, it's like a sign of you respect them beyond them just being your dad. And so for me calling my dad Jimbo or I just think it's Jimbo most of the time. Big guy. <laughs> I call him big guy a lot. But uh, I don't know. It's just It's just a, a different level. See and for me it's just weird because like we'll call my dad his first name when we're like joking and we're teasing and you know we're having a good time but like if I'm having like a heart to heart or something with him I cannot call him that because to me growing up like I think of a dad as someone that you go and you cry to and he holds you. You know, for me, it's like, it's weird for me to call him by his first name. You know, if I'm go, you know, it's like, daddy, I need this. And he, you know, he comes and he gives me a hug and, you know, you kind of just let everything go. So for me, it's weird. But for you guys, it works. So, and I can't call my mom by her first name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that, you know, when you say modern heroes or your heroes of your life, it's always, for me, he's been one of them because he's always shown me how to treat um women for instance like how to we need to have a talk then no just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just using but he just you know he's always respected my mom and he's always been a good influence that way 
but he's also shown me that, you know, you need to handle your business. You need to provide for your family in whatever means you can. He showed me the importance of an education because he was the first of his family to go past high school. Right. And he knows how important it is to be have your education, how much it can benefit you in today's world especially. Yeah. And so I don't feel like I would be nearly as far if it wasn't for a lot of his influence and for a lot of his, although complicated methods sometimes, <laughs> uh, he definitely made me like education and like, especially math. Me and him, you know, sometimes we'd have to sit down and really relearn math. Yeah. Because I would be staring at a wall in class and then come home and be like, I don't get this. And then he would have to whip out the textbook, teach himself it if he didn't remember it. And then he would sit there and teach it to me in a way that it wouldn't make me stare at a wall. Right. That's and how then, my dad is too. He's, he's always education, push education. <clears throat> Even now he's like, you know, you guys have to go and get education. And the thing that my dad makes us think is you never know what's going to happen. Like you can be walking and a car hit you and you die. And, you know, he's always like, how are you going to support your family? So for me, it's always like, I need to get educated. I need to get this and you get that. And I'm always thinking ahead. And I think a lot of people are like, well, you need to also think of the now, but it's like, I am, I'm enjoying the now, but I also have to remember like, what happens if you can't work anymore? Or what happens if, you know, something bad happens, like God forbid, we don't want that, but we, you know, tomorrow's never promised. And so that's like his big thing is, you know, you need to make yourself a better person. And it's so funny that you bring up math because with my younger sister, I remember him sitting at the table with her and he would always say, because a lot of us don't like math. And he would always say, you know, math is fun. Math is your friend. And so she would always be like, math is fun. Math is my friend. And so it's funny that you say that because math was one of his big things too. It was like, you know, try to get the math because it's hard, but yeah. <laughs> just reminds me of that when you say that he sits there and how to help you i kept thinking of my head math is fun math is my friend well speaking of little mantras that our dad taught us i remember one time that i went into the doctor's office as a young boy and the doctor or the nurse had to give me a shot or something and he said and the doctor or nurse was like okay this is gonna hurt and then he poked me and then took the needle out and he's like man you didn't even cry or nothing and I, and I responded with uh well that's because pain's my friend <laughs> and then the doctor was like what sick person told you that my dad <laughs> he's like we're gonna have a talk <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah, but yeah I, I just you know really reflecting on father's day this weekend was fun and nice and it made me think of all the times that you know dad's have a, an important job and for me looking at it now with our two girls it's just like man I gotta teach them what a real man and how they should be treated looks like you know because they're everything to me and right. if they bring over some guy down the road that isn't up to what they deserve I want them to be able to realize it before I have to tell them right and I think that's something that the dad could do for his daughters. My dad taught me different values because, you know, I'm a man. And, right. and so he taught me the value of work and taught me the, how to be a man, but I can't teach my daughters how to be a woman. That's yeah. your job. <laughs> but I can teach them what right. a man needs to be for them. And I just hope that I can do a good job for them. 
Yeah, it's it's kind of scary becoming a parent because you're just. It's like they the kids aren't they're not like you. Like they have their own personalities. They have their own like ways of doing things. And so for me, like personally, I'm like, it's freaky sometimes because I'm like, how do I correct her in a way that it's not damning? Yeah, exactly. And, and it like helps her like actually. And with technology ever changing, it's just like, even when I was in high school, we didn't have the stuff that there's out there today where it's just like you could be, I don't remember cyberbullying being a big right, thing. I, I don't remember either. logging on to Facebook and being harassed after I got off school. But now it's like kids will go to school all day and, and, you know, be served piles of shit all day, teasing and bullying. And then when that would happen for us, we'd go home and then that would be the end of it. But now they go home and now they're getting it online too. And it's just like, it's just crazy. It's just like a whole new, you know, like, I don't know, a whole new experience, a whole new way of trying to think things out. And so it's just kind of crazy. It's kind of freaky to think about like, a lot of it is going to be on our shoulders to help them and oh, it's <laughs> no pressure stress diarrhea right now <laughs> just thinking about I, it i'm about to poop on a farmer oh my gosh gross well with that being said should we talk about some plugs <laughs> sure do you want to go first or oh uh, sure because mine kind of wraps down on the whole father topic all right go for it uh my plug goes out to a dad who Wore a shirt to the gay pride parade. Did you hear this story? No. So I guess it was last week. Recently was the gay pride parade. And um, a dad wore a t-shirt that just said free dad hugs. And in the, and I'm not, uh, you know, confessing to be any professional on uh, gay pride or anything, but I have a, or LGBTQ or whatever, you know, uh, but a lot of them, their dads don't approve of how they choose to live and you just see there's a bunch of like little video clips and stuff of people coming up to him and just breaking down and crying and getting these big hugs from him because they were raised basically without a dad once they came came out of the closet or told their dads of their lifestyles their dad said well you're not my child anymore and so for this guy to walk around and to be proud of his kid but also letting others know that they can still get a dad hug and just watching how all these girls guys responded and gave him these hugs and broke down while doing it it was just really cool because you know i i would never give up on my kids no matter what they told me you know i would still be their dad and i would still want the best for them you know sure i have i have my hopes and my desires for them right but at the same time i would never give up on them and to see this dad just totally go out march and then also give that shoulder to cry on for these other people was just really cool, really touching story of just being a stud as a dad. Like it just was cool for me to see that. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a good one. I don't know if mine, mine, I mean, yours is really good. (laughs) I'm almost like, I don't know if I should share my, I need to go find a new one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So mine is a 94 year old, uh, world war two veteran gets his high school diploma in Chicago. So he missed his graduation because he had to go to war. And his son actually was able to arrange some stuff for him to be able to go and get his actual diploma and walk. So he was able to do that because his 
senior year, he was out to war. So, I mean, it took him like 70, 76, 70 something years to end up getting that, but he finally got it. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's kind of awesome. Father son kind of, kind of story. So, yeah. Well, I really liked this episode. I think it was fun. It was a good episode. I think people need to reach out to us. Topic submit on our website or on Instagram at spouseholes. Our website is spouseholes.com. Uh, Instagram. <laughs> we have Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You guys can contact, contact us on there as well. Also, spouseholes or spouseholes podcast. You can find us on either one. At uh, gmail.com. Well, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, the username is just spouseholes or spouseholes podcast. You don't need the at gmail.com. But I don't think on Instagram we have spouseholes podcast. Okay. Anyways, so contact us if you guys have any topics, missions you guys want to do. Next week is kind of a big week for us. Erica goes in for her cleft palate surgery. So next week episode will be kind of interesting after the surgery. See how it goes. Should be fun. A little nervous, a little excited, a little bit of everything. Poor girl keeps spitting up food out of her nose. So hopefully that will stop soon. So we're excited. If you guys have any suggestions or anything, hit us up. Have a good one. Bye.